everybody? It is your motherfucking boy, Jordan Rabe, and welcome to the Jordan Rabe podcast. <laughs> Uh, the date is October 29th in the year of 2018, and you know what that means. It is almost Halloween, motherfuckers. Um, yeah, Halloween. Nah, not my favorite holiday, but um, I guess it's kind of fun every once in a while to dress up as idiots and run around getting drunk and doing some hood rat shit with your friends. Um... As far as uh, what I've been up to lately, um, I've been training a lot for uh, the U.S. Open, which is actually this weekend, uh, Sunday, the 4th of November, and uh, I've been kind of been trying to prepare for that, but I've been kind of plagued with an injury here and there, and also struggling with a weight cut, which is stupid because... I'm going uh, 154 pounds, which is the weight class up from what I competed last year, but um, I guess I'll just hold off on that for now and talk about that a little bit more later. Um, this past weekend was actually kind of fun. Um, my best friend Allie came into town. Um, haven't seen her in a good bit, so it was cool to have her and kind of hang out and do some Central Coast bullshit. Um, we went to Morro Bay and kayaked. And holy fuck, that was such an amazing time. The weather was picture perfect. Um, we were kind of fighting a current on the way back. But I uh, got to see some otters and some other bullshit. Took some dope pictures. Got to do um, one of my little backflip shindigs that I've been doing for fucking almost 200 days in a row now. Um, but yeah, it was cool to have her. We went to Slow Brew, watched the Dodger game, which... I really didn't really care for, but uh, ate some vegan burgers, which is fucking amazing. Uh, they now have the Impossible Burger at Slow Brew, which is a 100% vegan patty. Um, very delicious. Um, I would definitely recommend it. And uh, also went to Novo the next night and had the Salmon Bisque there, which is one of my favorite things that I have ever put in my mouth. That's what she said. But yes, it was, hands down, amazing. Um, But yeah, shouts out to Allie. Nice to see you again. Um, Let's see. Um, As far as other bullshit that I've been doing. um, I work, just been working my dick off. Uh, The other day I worked fucking 24 hours. So two 12-hour shifts in a row. I mean, I guess that's two doubles. And I've been saving up money for this upcoming tournament. But yeah, other than that, um, work has been pretty cool. Um, I guess I'll go into that for a little bit more. Um, As you guys might know, I work at a physical therapy clinic as a physical therapy aide. And also I do some front desk bullshit. So basically the Pam Beasley of my physical therapy clinic, a.k.a. Creekside Physical Therapy, was good, represent, shouts out to you guys. Um, But what I really like about my line of work is um, I get to meet a lot of interesting people. Um, I get to talk to a lot of athletes. Uh, We cheat a lot of Cal Poly athletes that come through, whether it's uh, some or whatever or 
um, post-op kids who trying to get rehabilitated into working with their athletic trainers at their own um, at least at Cal Poly and shit but uh, yeah I I get to work with um, some amazing athletes and also really amazing people Um, for instance I uh, this this past say month or so I've been working with a patient um, I can't give any names due to HIPAA regulation and confidentiality shit. But um, there is this one particular patient who I found maybe one of the most interesting people who I've ever talked to. Um, this this person, uh, he actually is an immigrant from, from Germany. He was Germany-born. And also he is, I believe, he's Middle Eastern. I want to say he is... Um, from Iran, but, um, his upbringing was pretty, pretty fucking interesting, actually, um, his parents were immigrants, they came to America, and, um, he went to college, he actually was one of the first, he was part of the first graduating class in America in environmental engineering at, at Cal Poly, actually, um, right after he graduated, um, he started working for Hewlett Packard, uh, aka HP, and actually grew up and worked with Hewlett and Packard pretty closely. And um, to this day, they're still pretty good friends, at least him and their family. And um, his stories are just very, very interesting. Um, being an immigrant, um, he is very. How do you say this? He's just, just a humble individual and very proud to be American. Um, so when he graduated Cal Poly, worked with and for Hewlett Packard, and they wanted him to go back to school and even offered to pay for his tuition to get his master's degree. And he did that. Um, he went, I think he went to Stanford for civil engineering. And after graduation, um, Hewlett Packard, they, um, they basically discharged him from working for them and they offered him like six buildings or a little over six buildings each of these buildings and um projects they fuck i can't remember the number something something ridiculous like each building costing a minimum of six million dollars each uh granted to him from uh the hewlett packard company himself which is really fucking rad he made a bunch of money off of that and ended up retiring after uh, having like all his contracting license and deals and working all these buildings and took up painting and um, long story short (laughs) I got really really good at painting Uh, had a lot of exhibits was invited to uh, to hold an exhibit in Chicago Illinois and uh, he told me this story while I was working out with him in the pool he said um this this particular exhibit was very interesting because when he walked in, um, he was given specific specific um, direction. Like he couldn't <laughs> he couldn't take pictures. Uh, he couldn't have his cell phone out. Also, um, he was made sure to not laugh out loud or make any really loud noises. 
and uh, he was very confused because like all these guys were in black coats and also had sunglasses on indoors and uh, he was chattering time uh, time went by everyone got quiet and the door to the exhibit opened up and in comes Barack Obama Michelle Obama and other Secret Service people and um, Barack Obama this guy the patient said Barack Obama and Michelle Obama went over to him and I guess they happened to know and read some of his biography and stuff and um, congratulated him on his artwork and all his paintings and uh, he said Michelle Obama and Barack invited him over to the White House to paint portraits of their daughters and yeah I guess long story short this dude is good homies with Barack Obama and um, also this this guy is writing a book on I guess just his upbringing and um, how he came about to who he is today um, how he's good friends with Gila Packard and the Obamas and how much he hates Donald Trump, so uh, I'm really stoked to, to see what this uh, certain person has to, to say about um, what he's been going through his, all, his whole life, and also what he has to say about um, the country, and also our beloved president, Donald Trump himself. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, I guess I was just telling you the story, uh, because... Yeah, I've been meeting lots of great people um, just through my line of work, and I really like meeting people and hearing their stories and seeing if they have any regrets or at least getting advice and words of wisdom from these people. And I guess the common theme is, uh, like, don't waste your time doing stupid bullshit. Um, Go out there, work your ass off, and have fun doing it. Um... One thing, one thing that I hope to do, uh, what I what I got from this certain person, uh, I guess it's doesn't really make sense until you have money. But he said his father told him to put his money in the ground or invest in, in a property. And uh, I guess this this individual has like eleven homes or some shit that he's invested in, and he's basically set for life and doesn't really have to do anything. And what I like about this uh, certain person is he is probably like one of the most humble people I've ever met. Um, people ask him to, like, he got offered a, a job to teach painting at Cal Poly and said, like, he would love to do it, but um, only under certain conditions that he doesn't want to get paid to do it because he feels like he needs to give back to Cal Poly and also he says he doesn't want any money. So. That just shows how humble and how nice this gentleman is and how much respect he has for the college he attended and also the country, too. Like, he says it's his civil duty to give back to America and also Cal Poly. (laughs) So, kudos to you. Um, You probably will never hear this, but... And also, I can't really say your name, so... Um, kudos to you, good sir, and I can't wait till <laughs> your book comes out so I could read it. <laughs> um, but yeah, great people, great uh, line of work, and yeah, I, that's uh, one one really cool thing that I really appreciate about my job. But anyway, 
Um, I guess I could talk and go into this next tournament that I'm preparing for. Um, it is the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu U.S. Open held in San Francisco, California at the Cow Palace. I guess it's in Daly City, but um, I'm not too familiar with the Bay and all these cities, but Daly City, San Francisco, probably the same thing. If, I, if I'm wrong, fucking fight me, whatever. But... Uh, <laughs> Um, I'm really excited about this tournament. Um, it was the very first Jiu-Jitsu tournament that I've competed in, and it is my third year in a row competing in it, so very excited about it, and uh, somewhat, I guess I'm a little bit more nervous this time around, just because I haven't competed at Blue Belt at this tournament just yet, so it is my, um, what do you call it? my debut at Blue Belt for the U.S. Open, so um, I'm, I'm a little bit nervous about it, um, given every fucking time that I've went to compete in this tournament, I've been plagued with some sort of injury. Um, first year I went in, I had a fucked up rib, I don't remember how it happened, but messed it up like the week before. Um, last year I competed in it, I went in with, uh, with turf toe, aka a sprained toe, um, ended up taking second at white belt, and, um, yeah, this year I'm looking to be the U.S. Open champion, and, uh, hopefully I can run through all of my, my opponents, um, but yeah, like I said, I've been plagued with injuries every fucking time, so this time around I am going in with a fucked up neck, and I'm pretty sure I'm suffering some sort of nerve damage because I can't really feel my uh, my thumb, my pointer finger, and my middle finger on my left hand. Um, like three Thursdays ago, um, I was training in Nogi, and we were training some rear naked chokes, and I just happened to be the dummy for this guy, or for this technique. And my neck got cranked pretty bad and hasn't felt the same since. So, um, shouts outs to Brian Riskis. You motherfucker for fucking up my neck. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, you're a great dude, and I love you. And don't beat me up. Thank you. But um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess when I get into competition mode, I get like very stressed out, and um, I guess very anal about my weight and also my training regimen. Um, I haven't been training as often as I would hope for, um, given, like I said, my injury. It's really hard to fucking train with a fucked up neck and without having much feeling in your hand either. So it's, it's kind of been hard to balance maintaining your weight, also trying to stay in good shape, at least aerobic shape, and at the same time not getting injured anymore. So that's been kind of a struggle the past few weeks. And also just, I don't know, it's just kind of stressful going into uh, tournament mode. Um... But I, I was shown a video by um, a guy named John Danaher. Um, he had a story about, um, he calls it the Plank Parable. And um, his whole premise of that is basically saying that uh, competition is exactly like training. I guess that goes for anything. But uh, how, he, how he went about this was saying... Um, yeah, like when you step on the mat at a tournament, say fucking if it's Worlds or even the U.S. Open, 
Um, it's the same exact thing as practicing in the fucking training room, minus uh, all the smoke and the, all the smoke and mirrors. For um, for this case, competition smoke and mirrors is the referee, the lights, um, and your opponent across the room, and also I guess everyone in the stands. But um, yeah, basically the fucking same thing. And he compared it to John Danner compared it to when he was a kid growing up in New Zealand um, that there was some some guy. I guess he was a magician and shit. But um, he showed the kids a plank, and uh, he put this plank across these two buildings, and he walked across it, and uh, these kids were amazed, because they're like, oh shit, this guy is fucking crazy, he is walking across these two buildings on this small plank, and after he did that, he took the plank back down to the grass area and showed the kids, he's like, alright kids, um, line up and uh, run across this plank. And the kids ran across and had fun and shit, and he did the same thing. And he was like, hey, like, it's like, this is no different from what it was up there. He's like, it's it's just perspective. He's like, I walked across this plank, which may have looked scary up there, but when I bring it down here, this plank is still a plank. And um, I guess that's exactly what competition is. Like, uh, <laughs> jujitsu is jujitsu, and whether it's in a room or uh, on the mat at a competition, it's still jujitsu. It's still a plank. A plank is a fucking plank, just depending on the perspective of things. And, um, and I'm really, really glad that my buddy Josh showed me that because um, it just puts puts me in a good mental space and helps me block out all of the the outside um, just the outside variables, I guess. Like, all the smoke and mirrors. Um, I just gotta go in there and do what I've been doing in in jujitsu class. Like, as as of lately, I, f- I feel like I've been doing pretty fucking good and holding my own against a lot of the upper belts and been getting a lot of submissions in and also have been getting a lot of good. Um, I'm sorry to talk your head off if you're not into jujitsu, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I've been getting in a lot of good... Oh my god, I can't fucking talk right now. Uh, A lot of good position, and also I've been holding good position, which in turn um, scores you more points, uh, I guess depending on what position you're in in the sport of jiu-jitsu. But that being said, um, that video and that little parable has put me in a good headspace, and has it's I guess it's good prep work good mental prep work um, going into this competition with just uh, less than a week going in so um, with that being said uh, that competition is in six days um, I am leaving Friday after work um, with some friends Rachel and Sammy shouts out to you my really really good friends in town I'm really excited that they're coming with me because um, they have yet to see me perform or even compete in jiu-jitsu and it's a whole new thing for them so like I said shouts out to you girls and I'm excited to have you on my side and in my corner when I compete and I hope I don't let you down <laughs> but yeah um kind of been going on, going on for about 20 minutes here now so I'm just gonna wrap this up and um yeah fuck it's it's been a great podcast and um I hope I can get to do this a little bit more and um, 
wish me luck at the U.S. Open, and I will be filling in, you or filling you guys in with uh, how everything goes. I'm sure you'll see this on my social media. Another bullshit, but yeah. Um, that being said, um, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, hope you guys enjoy me ramble about my life and about jujitsu, I guess, because that's basically all I talk about on this bullshit. But um, yeah, just want to say thank you. Subscribe, five star like that bullshit. Show your mom, show your dad, show your little brother, show your little sister. Fuck, I don't know. Fucking show your grandma. I don't give a fuck. Maybe she might not like my cussing, but it's my fucking podcast, so I do what I want. But yeah, thank you. And um, hopefully I hear from you guys soon. And um, keep your head up, Tupac, you know? And I'll catch you folks later. Alright, well, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Jordan Rabe's podcast, or the Jordan Rabe podcast, and uh, catch you on the flippity flop. Alright, have a good night. Bye! Bye, 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 bye! Do, do, do!